0: Do you feel his presence? Let the rain fall on every one grass. Let's get that scripture. Never... Oh, my dear, beautiful. Zachariah chapter 10. Zachariah chapter 10. Is this Zachariah 10? I think so. Zachariah 10. I'm not the walking Bible. The walking Bible is there. Right? Scriptures, yeah, verse one, yes, Zachariah chapter. He said, "Ask ye the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright clouds." Have we seen bright clouds before? I thought all clouds were dark, but may you experience bright clouds. That one, it is the Lord who makes it. And the bright cloud come He said, "Give them showers of rain." And my main point is that to every one grass in the field. Yes. And I pray that may God's rain fall on every one grass in our churches here. Our children, babies, born and unborn, every one I pray that by Sunday, may the rains of God fall upon you, and by virtue of the rain, every wilderness situation is going to change. We are preaching well more than you can carry conversion, and my team is fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Oh yes. And I pray that may the spirit of fruitfulness rest upon everybody. If you don't want to be fruitful, it's too late. It's too late. Once you are connected to this church, that's it. And if you are here, then the matter is called. Yeah. Fruitfulness. May you bear fruit. Every area of your life. May you bear fruit. May you see fruit in every area of your life. Spiritually, may you be fruitful. Physically, may you be fruitful. Financially, may you be fruitful. Emotionally, may you be fruitful. Because sometimes your life can get to a place it's locked in one region. Post-COVID, COVID and all the other things. And for about three years, You seem to be stuck. But I pray that we have a visitation. Every situation that seems stuck, may the Spirit of the Lord move us and cause us to bear fruit. Sit down. Let's let's do some pictures more. So I'm speaking just fruitfulness. And today my my main subject is enough is enough. Stare it up. Enough is enough. Let me start. Our key scripture. Luke chapter 15 verse. John chapter 15 verse 16. May the Lord visit us. Let I me mean, I didn't check the time. What the time? I preach your time. Amen. It's Friday night. All right. He said, you have not chosen me. But I have chosen you. I want to announce to you that you Jesus was talking to the disciples, said, You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. matter your choice was not considered sometimes when a man chooses to marry a woman the woman may choose that I would not want to marry this man when the pastor came from Amsterdam and chose to come and marry our sister that we have been with we have nurtured here will you go Amsterdam he said yes I will go and they asked Rebecca, Rebecca, will you go? They said, Rebecca said, sure, yes. Because when the servant came and he displayed the wealth and he told them about Abraham and told them about Isaac, the only son, and said everything would be given to Isaac. They asked her that, our sister, will you go? He said, go. You're joking. Yes. I'm going. I'm gone my dear i'm gone but in this case sometimes it's like you are not true but this one he said that i have chosen you and he said for a purpose he said i chose you and i have also ordained you in our church we ordained i was appointed a pastor at the point i was ordained a reverend minister And in our church, I don't know about other churches, but in our church, if you are ordained as a reverend minister, you are given the authority to perform certain rites. So if you are gazetted, you have the authority to marry people. You have the authority to bury people. So by ordaining you, a certain authority is given to you to perform certain functions. And Jesus said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you. And you know what? And I have also ordained you to do what? To go forth and bring forth fruit. Somebody say fruit. He said that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name he will give it you. I want to announce to you that Jesus has chosen you and the purpose of choosing you is for you to barefoot. Everybody. My dear, what's your name? I like your dancing. What's the name? The name is what? Annie. Annelina. Annelina. All right. Allelina. Allelina. I got it. I got it. Annelina. and the the video lady to active action and where's Joshua I saw Joshua somewhere is that there okay beautiful I met cherry today where's cherry I haven't seen cherry today ah cherry is that you okay just Just (laughs) praise God bless God I met cherry sleeping the church and keeping the church clean in the choir also beautiful. You may be seated. Thank you. You may be seated. Charlie, let me move fast. God has chosen us and ordained us to be fruitful. Yeah. It's inside you. And the wonderful thing is, that's why I sing this song, we should not settle for less. For whatever level you are, there is always a level above you. That's right. That's right. Somebody said something. said that whatever level you are, there is a level below you. There are also people who are to your power. Yeah. And there's always a level which is above you. Yeah? So what state you find yourself in, this is not your state. This is not your end. There is a level above you. So you don't have to settle for less. Because there is more in Christ for you. Sometimes life puts us in a certain corner and you think that that is it. But I'm, I want you to know that that is not it. There is more. Oh yes. Oh yes. Sometimes you go through certain things and say that, that, that is not the end. And that is why I'm saying that enough is enough. You see, but until you get to the point where you say that enough is enough, you may settle for less, you may accept this state, and you think that that is it. But it's a big mistake because there is more. I said there is more! In 2 Kings chapter 7, let me just, I'll preach this to you, no problem. There were these guys Second Kings chapter seven, seven. There was a problem, just like we're experiencing in our world today. Putin had gone to fight with uh, Ukraine, and um, I don't know about you here, but you both seem to be okay. But uh, in my country, it's not going well for us at all. Fuel prices have gone up. Everything is going up, and our government is not even seeing top. And I mean, and there was farming in Samaria. Because the Syrians had besieged Samaria, nobody could bring food in, nobody could take food out, and there was famine. The Bible says that the, 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 the prophet spoke and said, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. The prophet said that how, you buy how much do you buy gas here oh let me say bread I don't know how much. 200 one US dollar and they said tomorrow by this time a loaf of bread will be one pe- one cent will you be happy that tomorrow I mean like a loaf of bread is one cents Look at the money in your pockets. I mean, and check. So the prophet announced because there was famine, people were not, they didn't even know what was happening. And the prophet announced and said, Tomorrow by this time, a measure of shackle or what was it flour will be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley same for in the gates of Samaria. Then a certain man, the man on whose hand the Lord, verse two quickly, the man on whose hands. The, the the Lord the Lord's hand leaned on answered the man of God and said behold if God would make windows in heaven might this thing be you know that there is a God you know that God has the power and the ability to make windows in heaven and look at the question you are asking huh? there is nothing that is impossible with God oh yes all things up. I'll teach you another song. There is nothing he cannot do. I don't know whether you learned that song. There's no mountain he cannot move. I trust in you. You are you are my I'll teach you maybe tomorrow you are my god oh lord my god i trust in you i trust in you you are, there is nothing he cannot do oh yes Luke chapter one mary said how shall these things be seeing that i know not a man he said don't worry the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The power from on high will overshadow you. And the thing that shall be conceived in you, it shall be called holy. When they spoke, Mary said that, be it unto me. And then the angel said, for with God, all things are possible. The God that we have to deal with there all things are possible with him. Never get to the point where you think that there is nothing, because indeed, there is nothing that is impossible with him. Look, there was farming, they didn't know what to do. The prophet, once the word of God comes, and the prophet said that tomorrow by this time, the situation will be different. It doesn't matter. Once God has spoken, tomorrow by this time, the situation will be different. And the thing I like about God is that God is able to take anything to do something. Yeah. That is why I know God can use you. And God will use you. May God use you in your family. I said may God use you in your family. Maybe today your family they don't respect you. Maybe today your family they don't regard you. But may the hand of God turn things around. It's so for somebody receive it in the name of Jesus. And so the Bible says that the man of God said to him, "You will see it with your eyes, but you will not eat thereof." Now the next verse. So the Bible says that there were four leprous men at the entering into the gate, and they said one to another. Why sit we here until we die? Why? Ask your neighbor, why? Four guys who were leprous men, and in those days if you were leprous, you were ostracized, you were cast out of the gates, you don't enter the city. I am told that they had bells around their legs. they are coming the bells will be ringing so that people will know that a leper is coming don't come that way because the sickness is contagious so there were these four guys it's always good to have some body body that even in your leprosy state it's good to have some people that you flow with may you work with the right friends young boy may you work with the right company Young lady may you walk with the, I command in the realm of the spirit I break every evil communication every evil company and I declare that may we find ourselves in the right company Proverbs 13:20 says that he that company with the wise shall be wise but the companion of fools shall be destroyed May you company with the wise Corinthians Corinthians 15.33 says that do not be deceived. Even communication corrupts good manners. Ah, if you communicate with evil it will corrupt your manners. Proverbs 27.17 says that iron sharpens iron. So does a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Work with the right company. Your friends—if that friendship is not helping you—I'm telling you, you are a reflection of the people you work with. That's right. That's right. That's right. So change your company. Sometimes you need to drop that boy. Sometimes you need to drop that girl because it's not helping the situation. But anyway. The guys said to themselves, why sit we here until we die? And look at the analysis. They said that if we go into the city, the famine is in the city. We shall die there. If we sit here, we will die also. Now, therefore, come, let us fall into the host of the Syrians. Two things may happen. If they save us alive, we shall live. But if they kill us, we shall die. After all, all die, we die. <laughs> the guy said, listen, we have gotten to the point that we got to move. We can't settle for less. Enough is enough. Yeah! And until you get to that point, there's going to be a change. Look, they said that if we go to the city, the famine is there, the people we beg from. They themselves, they are struggling. They can't help us. As we are sitting at this gate, nobody is going up and down. So the people we normally beg from day to day are not even coming for us to get. The only option is to go to the camp of the Syrians. And so when we go there, there are two things that can happen. They may save us alive. Even if they don't save us and they kill us, the thing there. Whether we are in the city, we'll die. At the gate, we'll die. So let's take the risk and go forward. If we die, we die. So they said to themselves, all die, be die. And they said, let us arise. Let us go. And four guys, they started going. And as they were going, their bells were ringing. And God, you see, God can take anything. I'm telling you. How did Goliath die? It just took a stone. Small thing with God behind it becomes great. How <laughs> and God can use anything. What did Moses have? He said, What do you have, Moses? He said, A rod. He said, Cast it up. He cast the thing, and the thing became a sick. He said, Pick it up. And he picked it up. Wow. I don't know what you have, but whatever you have, God can use it, and God will use it. And with this word. Moses led Israel out of Egypt. They got to the Red Sea. He said, He was complaining. He said, Why? Strike the Red Sea. He took the road. He said, like, Have you seen the sea divide before? Oh. All he had was his staff. And God took the movement of these four lepers. It sounded in the ear of the Syrians as if host of chariots were coming the guys began to run the soldiers one person shouted hey we are we are dead what's said, so dead they are coming everybody people were eating they left the food they just began to run when the four guys got there they said hey what is happening they entered the first tent food you know if you have not eaten for many days they have not eaten good food for many days, and, and you find some. Said, "Wow! See, even, even the way you eat, oh God!" And they ate, and they drank wine. They drank, then they saw talents. Because those are the soldiers when they are going to rap talents, and they saw talents, gold. Then they took and they began. Look. They said, "No!" At the point, they said. This day is a good day. Tell somebody, it's a good day, it's a good day. May you enter and encounter a good day. I said, may you encounter a good day. May tomorrow be a good day for somebody. May Sunday be a good day for somebody. May Monday be a good day for somebody. When you enter Monday, the office, your boss says, can I see you, please? And by the conversation, by the time you are leaving, but you say that oh thank God today is a good day. <laughs> I wonder whether I can finish preaching today. Hey, you people I beg. sit down, sit down, say that. See that, see that. Look, I haven't reached any well. Just one story, I haven't finished, I haven't finished. There is nothing I you don't know that song. He cannot do. There's no mountain. He cannot move. ma I trust in him. You want to catch it. You are my God. You are you are. Don't worry. Don't worry. That's nothing. You, you get it. You get it. And by before they realized, the word of the prophet had come to pass. But you see, it started when the guys said to themselves, Enough is enough. They could have continued there for the next one month. God and his power was available. God was ready to change situations and change situations in their lives. But there they were. They had settled for less. But when they came to themselves and they said, enough is enough. God, by their action and their movement, transformed their lives. And even the life of the whole nation. The life of this nation can change if you will say enough is enough. Your family, I'm telling you, your family can change. If you will say that, look, you will not settle for less generational curses and generational things that have been following family will turn around and it will start with you and the generation going forth from you will be different oh yes but you must say enough is enough in Luke chapter 15 there's a boy I like verse 11 the Bible says that a certain man had two sons and the younger one went to the father and said to the father, my dear daddy, I've been observing you. You just came back from Massachusetts from medical checkup as you went through South Africa. We can see that you are not dying now. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting but I can see daddy, you ain't dying now. So he said to him, daddy, give me the portion of good that befalleth unto me. Because... Enough. is enough. I'm tired. <laughs> i got to get my, my, my inheritance. I must drop it small. The father wasn't happy. He, he called people to talk to his son. But he wouldn't bear it. But the Bible says that his father divided his living and gave him his portion. The guy was around. One, two, three. putting his plans together. Not long, the guy took his journey into a far country. He went to Canada, not to the U.S., and he went to Canada, then he went to Dubai, then he went to Amsterdam, Paris. He crossed over to China. He said, whether COVID or not, i got to go to China, man. And then he went to Australia. The Bible says that he was blowing time. He said, and there he wasted his substance on riotous living. It didn't take long. The next verse, when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. Oh, and he began to be in want. The greatest gift that you can give to your child is not money. The greatest gift you can give to your child is not property. The greatest gift you can give to your child is the Lord. When you bless them with with God, a great man said that when I give you money, somebody can take it away from you. When I give you a house, somebody can take it away. But if I give you God, nobody can take it away from you. But anyway, the Bible, I like this verse. It says, he would have hardly, the next verse please, verse 15, and then we'll jump to 17. He said, he joined himself with a citizen of a country, and the citizen of the country sent him to his field to feed swines. And the Bible says that, no, 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 oh, sorry. Okay. He would have hardly, the next verse, after, um, let's just read through, don't worry. I'm sorry. And he would have fain have filled his belly with the hacks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. Charlie, when you have money, you have friends, so Proverbs says it. When you don't have money, oh, if you sometimes you want some small money, you go to your friend. Then your friend will let you talk. You do all the talking. Explain what you need the money for. Then after you are finished, you say, oh, if you had come yesterday, actually, <laughs> you know when you ask for somebody for money and the person, he he he, he said the person doesn't even ask you how much do you need. A straight away, he tells you that he has not, he doesn't have. You must know that that person he doesn't. Because if the person wants to give to you, he will ask you. So how much do you need at least? But this one said, you talk and I said, oh, he, he didn't even ask you didn't ask him, much. he said, I don't have a all. You know, this is this came and. And this guy was in, in the pig's farm and he was feeding the pigs. And he would throw the food to the pigs. One, two. He was quite hungry. Then he'd take one and throw it to himself. And then he begins to chew the pig's food. He said, hey, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, but, but the Bible says to the bitter soul, everything is nice. Even the, oh yeah, to a hungry soul, sorry. Every, even the bitter thing is nice. And sometimes if you are not careful, life can push you to a certain corner that you lower your standards that you will begin to eat pig's food. You take in anything, my dear. May God deliver us. That's why you don't have to settle for less. You know? But I like the guy. The Bible says that in verse 17, when he came to himself, he said, enough. It's enough or oh, die, be die. Yeah, he came to himself and said, Listen, enough is enough. Life cannot continue like this, there must be a change. And I'm saying to you that say to yourself, Don't accept that situation. Say to yourself that life, whether it is sickness, fight that my pastor would say, Fight the sickness until the sickness is tired. Whatever the situation is, you must get to the point and you see to yourself, enough is enough. And he looked at the situation He said, no. How many hide servants in my father's house have bread enough to eat? And look at me. I'm here and I perish. He said, I will arise, I will go to my father. I will say to my father, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hide servants. And I like him, verse 20, the Bible says, he arose. I like him. I like that boy, you know. I mean, you go to your father and say, Daddy, you are not dying, give me. You see, major decisions will bring major changes in your life. Minor decisions will bring minor changes. And this is one boy that I learned how to take major decisions. God, you tell your father, you are not dying, give me the goods that befall it to me. And his father gives him the thing. He goes and he spends everything. Then he now decides and he comes back He says, Daddy, you know something? Make me a high servant. <laughs> but you know something? His father was always waiting for him. Because the Bible says that as he was coming, his father saw him way off and far off and he ran to meet him. The guy started giving his speech. He put him aside. He said, Bring forth the birth rope put it on my son. Shoes for his feet. Harry, put them on. Put a ring on him. Let's kill the fatted cow and let's make merry. For this my son was dead and now he's alive. He was lost and he was found. His situation changed but it started when he said to himself, enough is enough. I I can go on. I can tell you. Oh yes. Yeah. I can tell you about the woman with the issue of blood. Oh yes. She looked at her situation and he said. She said. If only I can but touch the hem of his garment. I know I'll be made whole and she went many people sometimes take decisions but they don't move you know you have to leave this boy but you are not able to tell the boy that look it's over then the boy comes again and he shows he and he said inside you you know it's, 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 it's oh no not a prodigal boy the Bible says that when he said this, one, two, three, he arose and he went. A woman with the issue of blood, when she said, I've tried everything. It's enough. This is my solution. I will go. There were people, but she pressed through. She pressed through. I don't mind. And it touched. Blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing by that way. And he began to scream, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that the people began to shut him down, shut him down, shut him down. And as they shut him down, he began to scream them all. Because he said that this is my chance. I can't let this opportunity pass me by. My situation got to change. Enough! is Enough! And then he got to a point... Jesus said I hear somebody calling me and there is something about God if you call him he will hear you the Bible says in the said, thou art the Lord that heareth prayer unto thee shall all flesh come God hears prayer I said God hears prayer Luke 18 1 said men ought always to pray and not to faint never give up I said never give up Never give up in any situation you find yourself. There is hope. Never give up. This afternoon I was chatting with somebody and she was telling me she's waiting for they had to call her for some visa something and she said and she said I feel lonely. I feel disappointed. Today Friday they were expecting and I told her it is well. It is well. It is well. God has not finished with us yet. Let's keep holding on. Jesus said, call him. The same people that said, keep quiet, keep quiet, they turned to him and said, he calleth you. Come, come. Same people, it's amazing. The same people that were shutting him down. Now when the tables turned, they said, the same people will assist you if only you don't give up. The people that today, they look like they are shutting you down. Don't give up. God will use the same people to assist you and to help you. (laughs) <laughs> you have never seen it before <laughs> you are about to see it man and Jesus said what do you want he said that I may see he said, I should have said, Jesus said why are you asking me this question can't you see my problem I cannot see that is why I am calling you <laughs> and Jesus said what do you want he said that I may see he said well according to your faith and circumstances change let me tell you There is more God has for you. It doesn't matter what your situation is today. There is more God has for you. Every one of us. Oh yes. Oh yeah. There is more than God. Listen. You've been to the Bible school. You are back. It's, it's, It's not over with you. There is more. I'm telling you. There is more in Christ for you. Ministry. There is more. I believe it. I hope I'll be able to meet your guys who have been to the Bible school. So whoever you are, there is more. Now let me just move on to fruitfulness. So, fruitfulness, bearing in mind that we must have more. Fruitfulness means abundance. Fruitfulness means to blossom. Fruitfulness means to flourish. Amen. Plenty. Multiplication. To be fertile is to be fruitful. Amen. Is my sure all right? Hallelujah. And there is more in Christ for you. Now, I want us to understand that God's main purpose in dealing with you is for you to be fruitful. He started with the animals. Genesis chapter 1, verse 22. When God made the animals, Genesis 1, let's, let's just run fast. He, God, blessed them. And he said, Be fruitful. Fill the waters in the sea and let the fowls multiply in the earth. Somebody said amen. amen. I didn't hear your amen. Yeah. When he made the birds and the fish and the animals, everything, he blessed them. And his blessing was this, be fruitful. Fill, it's gone off, fill the he said, fill the waters in the sea. Hallelujah. Be fruitful, multiply, fill. Threefold blessing he gave to them. Be fruitful, multiply, and fill. Then in verse 26, let us make man in our own image after our likeness, and they made man in their own image. Then in verse 28, the Bible says that he blessed man. The first blessing God gave to man Was the blessing of fruitfulness. So he said, and he blessed them, saying, Be fruitful. But even man, he gave us a fivefold blessing. He said, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. When he saw the animals, he gave them a threefold blessing Be fruitful, multiply, fear when he came to man he said to man be fruitful multiply, replenish the earth subdue it and have dominion in this scripture the first blessing he gave to man was the blessing of what? fruitfulness now I want to prove to you that up to today that blessing still holds because you see the difference between we and the chicken that you have been eating It's in this blessing. Oh yes, the reason why we are able to organize chicken and we feed them, and at Christmas you you kill you chicken here. Christmas, yeah. At Christmas we kill. I mean, this man may decide that this Christmas you eat one whole chicken. You see, only. only you. Yes, for you. Yes, yes, yes. You are not sharing with anybody. Yes. The reason why we are able to organize this afternoon, I ate some shrimps. I was eating rice and shrimps. I said, I like shrimps. I said, oh, it's nice. It's nice. I was nice. And I ate some beef. I said, oh, nice. I don't know where the cow... When I went to U.S., I was moving in Texas area. I saw big cows. I said, okay, Texas cows. Okay. And I saw the cows, they were grazing. And they think that they have, the owners like them. You know, they, they don't like them. They, there's a plan. And the plan is a result of the reason why we, do, we sub, said, have subdue and have dominion over the birds of the air, the fowls of the sea, upon everything that creepeth upon them. The reason is in this blessing that God gave years ago. And up to today, that blessing is still working here in Guyana, wherever we are. So if the blessing of subdued dominion is working, then I'm happy to announce to you that the blessing of be fruitful also, it is still there. Maybe you have not activated it. You have not seen that there is some blessing of fruitfulness released upon my life and I have to launch into fruitfulness. But if we are still eating animals, even birds, we are killing birds and eating birds. Sometimes I see a snowbird. What meat is in the bed? <laughs> do they eat birds here? Yeah. I don't know. They don't. But when we were here, we used to catch birds. Do they eat, do they eat birds here? Yeah. You do? There's a certain type of bird. The bird will be on the wall and then we will run and come and... Hide on the wall, and then we'll come. Then somebody will direct you and say, He's there, he's there. Then you lift your hand, he's there, bah! you're catching the bed. We're going to eat small bed. What meat is in this bed? <laughs> somebody said, Amen. Amen. God's blessing for you is for you to be fruitful. Amen. All the patriarchs that God dealt with, his blessing was for them to be fruitful. Wow. Let me start with Abraham. Genesis chapter 1, 11, sorry, verse 30, talks about Abraham that had married and the wife did not have a child. Genesis 11, 30, are you there? said, but Sari was barren. She had no child. Verse 31, Terah, Abraham's father, took Abraham his son and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son and Sarah, his daughter-in-law and his sons Abraham's wife, and they went forth from from er to the childish unto the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran, and they dwelt there. Terah was Abraham's father. And Abraham's father was traveling. Then he looked at Abraham and said, this is my son. If I don't go with him, it will not be easy. So he carried him. Because Abraham was married. His wife didn't have a child. He was just in the house. They used to send him. To go and buy this and come. Abraham! okay, Abraham! Go to the mall and buy. Abraham! you know but his father died in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 then the word of the Lord came unto Abraham may you hear the word of the Lord and the Lord said unto him get out of your country from your, fa- your kindred from your father's house unto the land that I will show you God gave him a sevenfold blessing I like it Number one, he said, and uh, verse two, please, quickly, quickly. He said, I will make thee a great nation. I will bless you. May God bless you. Listen, there is something called the blessing of the Lord. When well, it's upon you, eh, you are blessed. Yes. May God bless you. He said, I will make you a great nation. Not only that, I will bless you. I said, May God bless you. Yes. Then he said, I will make your name great. Number three. He said, and you shall be a blessing. Oh Lord, may the people in this church be a blessing. Wherever you are, may you be a blessing. May you be a blessing to your family. May you be a blessing to your organization. May you be a blessing to the area where you live. Even to your landlord that you have rented his house, may you be a blessing to him. When you are blessed, you are blessed. May your children be blessed. May our children be blessed. There is nothing you cannot do. There's no mountain you cannot move. I trust in you. You are my God. The next verse, he says, and I will bless them that bless you. That is also a blessing. And recently this year, I discovered another blessing. I will curse them that curse you. I didn't know, but I realized it this year that not knowing that is also a blessing. He said, I will bless them that bless you and I will curse. One of the greatest blessings you can have is for God to curse them who cursed you. Oh, yes. Because there are a lot of people, they are laughing with you, but they are cursing you. They are giving you gifts, but they are cursing you. It's only God who knows that this person is cursing you. And if you have that blessing upon your life, God Himself fight your battles for you. He deals with such people. May you, may you enjoy that blessing. May God curse everyone that curses you. <laughs> you see, they will make a mistake that they said they will curse you. When they it's, it's, it's a mistake to say you are cursing me. You are finished. When you say you are cursing me, God himself will come. Wherever God is fighting for you, will come and he will curse you. And God said that in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Let's try and wrap up. Abraham. Abraham was nobody. Abraham was struggling. One major problem, his wife couldn't even have a child. And God said, I'm going to bless you. He left. He moved. He believed God. In Genesis 15, Abraham had an encounter. He told God, only this Eliza in my house is the one that is going to have a uh, that will inherit me. I still don't have a child. Then in Genesis chapter 17, let's go. I think I let's move fast. So Genesis 17, verse 4. God said, came to Abraham again. And God said, Abraham was 90 years old, and God said to him, He said, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You shall still be the father of many nations. And look at what God said to him. He said, Neither shall there be a more name a more. We call Abraham; you should be called Abraham. For the father of many nations have I made you. The next verse, he said, "And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of you." God's dealing with us is for us to be fruitful. God's dealing with for Abraham was for He said, I, "That was all. I will make you exceedingly." fruitful. And there is something about God. God does not see your today. God sees your tomorrow. God did not look at Abraham's condition today. No. God was looking into his future and he was dealing with him according to his future. According to his circumstances today, his wife was barren. Nothing didn't seem to be working. But God said, no, 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 as for me, my covenant is with me. I'm blessing you, I will bless you. In blessing, I will bless you. And I will bless you with the blessing of fruitfulness. I came to announce to somebody that God is going to bless you with the blessing of fruitfulness. Yeah. And today we can testify that God blessed Abraham. Abraham and Sarah did some plan, brought Hagar into the equation, Ishmael was born, but God said, no, 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 not Ishmael, Isaac. And God blessed him. He said, I will make him fruitful. Isaac, same, Genesis 26, there was famine in the land. The famine that was in the days of Abraham, Isaac's time, there was famine. Isaac decided to run away because Putin once again had gone to war with Ukraine. And there was economic crisis in the land. So uh, I, 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 Isaac said, no, I've got to go to Chicago. I've got to go to Chicago. I got to go to chicago uh, you know, i, I can not stay here in Guyana. i got to go to Chicago. Then God appeared to him. May that be your story. And the Lord said, go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land that I shall tell thee of. Verse 3, he said sojourn in this land I will be with you and I will bless you live here the difference is that if I'm with you that is it it doesn't matter the land you are in, if God is with you that makes the difference it doesn't even matter the school you attended what matters is God being with you it doesn't even matter the grades you got in school Sometimes, God, but God being with you makes that difference. And I pray that may God be with you. Amen. And may God bless you. Yeah. I travel all the way from Africa to come here to come and tell you that God will bless you and God's blessing will be with you. Amen. Do you know how many hours I've been traveling? You know the number of hours I've been traveling and God brought me here and sent me here that you will be blessed. Every curse we remove. Everything that is in your family line that has been fighting you is over. In the name of Jesus. Enough is enough. We cannot continue like this. There must be a change. The Bible says in verse 12, I think verse 12, the man sowed in the land and in that same year the guy received a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. It's not what you do that matters. It is who is with you. That is what matters. There are a lot of people doing business. They go, they open their shop every day. They open. It's not by opening your shop every day. There are a lot of people, they open their shop, they are cooking, they are selling, but they are making losses. It's God being with you. And the guy sold in the land. And that same year, he had a hundredfold. If he sold a hundred, he got 10,000. Is it 10,000? Yeah. you. And you know what? I like the next verse. It says, and the man worked strong, and he grew. He said he worked great, and he went forward, and he grew until he became very great. We will not settle for this. You know I can go on. I haven't finished all, but I can. We we'll just have to close. Yes, because I can tell you about from Isaac. I go to Jacob, and then from Jacob, I have Ishmael. Maybe I should tell you about Ishmael. Genesis seventeen. Genesis seventeen. Let me tell you about Ishmael, and then we can close. Genesis seventeen, from verse twenty. <laughs> Let me tell you about Ishmael, and then we can close. He said, "As for Ishmael." I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him and I will make him fruitful. Do you know who Ishmael was? In my country, we have something we call Pekin Abor. I don't know whether you use the expression Pekin here. Pekin is for like a child. What do you say? pickling eh? Okay, we will say Pekin. Okay. So we have a pick a, a Peking that we call Pekin Naboro. Yeah. Pekin Naboro is a stepchild like Ishmael. You see, it's like a child that has been borrowed. So over here, you see, God said it. Look, look at God. He said, As for Ishmael, I have heard. Behold, I will bless him. I will make him fruitful. I will multiply him exceedingly. 12 princes shall he begat. I will make him a great nation. Then the next verse he said, verse he said, but my covenant I will establish with Isaac. Isaac is the original son, the, the Mrs. child, not Hagar. Isaac is the covenant child. So he said, as for so not the Pekina uh, do, do you see the difference? He said the one that Sarah will bear unto you at the set time in next year. But let's go back but even the Boro, see what he said verse 20, 20, 20, 20 he said I will bless him even the Boro, I will bless him I will make him step, the one that is on the side. So I don't care who you are. I don't care what your condition is. I don't care whether you are the covenant or you are not the covenant. Out of the day, the matter is that God's plan and purpose with you is for him to make you fruitful. (laughs) Somebody say yeah! I like Joseph's so Genesis 49. I like Joseph. Wait, let's end with them so that we can continue tomorrow. There is nothing you cannot do. What's your name? There's no mountain. What's your name? Huh? Alicia. Kenisha. Twenty. Find it for me, Isaac the fruit of twenty-two. I think. I think. Is it not far? Yes. Yes. Twenty-two somewhere there. Yes. (laughs) Twenty-two. He said, "Joseph is a fruitful bow, even a fruitful bow by a well, whose branches run." (laughs) May your princess run over the wall. Sometimes the world defines your boundaries and your border and the region within you can operate. But there is a certain blessing of fruitfulness. When you receive that blessing of fruitfulness, even the world cannot stop you. Your branches will begin to go over the wall. Over the (laughs) wall. May nothing restrict you. May your lot of good education restrict you. May it not restrict you. said not when you go to school. It doesn't matter. When you receive this type of blessing, you feel the school, bed, your branches will go over. I can't speak English well. No, 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 no. It's not about speaking English well. Family is the least we are poor. If it doesn't matter. Nobody has bought a car in your family. You will buy a car because your branches, the blessing will go over you.